0: Hello, this week we've been thinking together about the best-loved and best-known psalm of all, The Lord is My Shepherd, which I've sung at countless weddings and countless funerals over the years, and in settings ranging from the greatest of our wonderful cathedrals to small country churches. Listen again. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He shall refresh my soul and guide me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who troubled me. You have anointed my head with oil and my cup shall be full. Surely goodness and loving mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for ever. I don't suppose there's any passage in either the Old or New Testaments that sums up the faith of the Church more movingly than Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many times have those words been spoken and sung in church here in Teddington over the years, especially at dark moments when people needed all the faith that they could muster. How many times have we spoken them ourselves at our own dark moments? Whoever wrote this psalm had walked through the valley of the shadow, the way one way or another you and I have walked there too. He says so himself. He believed in God even though all was far from right with the world and he believed that God was like a shepherd. Now when I think of shepherds I think of my wife's grandfather who kept sheep on the Lake District fells. Some of them he gave names to and some he didn't but he knew them equally well either way. If one of them got lost he didn't have a moment's peace till he found it again. If one of them got sick or hurt, he would move heaven and earth to get it well again. He'd feed them out of a bottle when they were newborn lambs. He'd wade through snow up to his knees with a bale of hay to feed them on bitter cold winter evenings. And then you'd notice their timid, greedy, foolish faces as they pushed and butted each other to get at the feed. Because if God is like a shepherd... There are more than a few ways that people like us are like sheep. Being timid and greedy and foolish is only part of it. Just look at what's been happening in our supermarkets this week. Like sheep, we get hungry, and hungry for more than just food. We get thirsty for more than just drink. Our souls get hungry and thirsty, that kind of inner emptiness which nothing is able to fill once in a while it is so and like a shepherd he feeds us, he feeds that part of us which is hungriest and most in need of feeding. He refreshes my soul, the psalm says. Now we live in a lovely part of south-west London and there are times when we can see the beauty and the holiness and the mystery of the world around us right here on our doorstep and then nourishment comes. You can't make it happen, you can't make it last, but it is a glimpse, A whisper, maybe it's all we can handle. I shall not want, the psalm says. But is that true? There are lots of things we go on wanting, whether we believe in God or not. And they're not just material things like a new roof or a better job, but things like good health and happiness for our children, things like being understood and appreciated, like relief from pain, like inner peace for ourselves and those we love. And we go on longing for some things that never seem to come. But when the psalm says, I shall not want, maybe it's speaking the utter truth anyhow. Maybe it means that if we keep our eyes open, if we keep our hearts and lives open, we will never be in want of the one thing we want more than anything else. Whatever else is withheld, the shepherd never withholds himself. And at times in our lives we are shepherded by the knowledge That though all is far from right with our world, all is right deep down. All will be right at the last. I suspect that this is what he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness is all about. It means doing right and being right. Being right with God, trusting in the life God has created for us and in us. So yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The psalm doesn't pretend that evil and death don't exist. Terrible things do happen, are happening, and they happen to good people as well as bad people. Death lies ahead for all of us saints and sinners alike and for all the ones that we love. The psalmist doesn't try to explain evil, doesn't minimise evil. He simply says he will not fear evil. For all the power that evil has, it doesn't have the power to make him afraid why? Well here at the centre of the psalm comes the key moment. The author stops speaking about God as he, because you don't speak that way when the person is right there with you. Suddenly he speaks to God rather than about him and speaks to him as thou. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. And that is the centre of faith. Thou. That's where faith comes from. Now, when somebody takes your hand in the dark, you're not afraid of the dark any more. And it's the shepherd of light who reaches out a hand. Who is thou to us? Death and dark aren't the end. Life and light are the end. It's what the cross means, of course. The cross means that out of death comes of all things birth. Hope coming out of hopelessness. Joy coming out of sorrow. Comfort and strength coming out of fear. And the psalm, at this point, stops speaking of God as shepherd. Instead, he becomes the host at a great feast. He prepares a table for us, and he prepares it in the presence of our enemies. All the old enemies are still there, coming at us from within. Doubt and anxiety and boredom, and loneliness and failure and temptation. Each of us has got to name them for ourselves. How long we've known them and done battle with them. But no matter, the table is prepared. And what a party we will have when we are able to return to our parish church again, knowing that we all need each other and that the party will not be complete without every last one of us included. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Something like that is the faith this psalm sings. Can we say yes to it? Of course, we must each answer for ourselves. And some days it's easier to say yes than others. And even when we say yes, there may be a no lurking in the shadows. Just as when we say no, there's always a yes. That's the way faith breathes in and breathes out, I think. The way it stays alive and grows. If the Lord indeed is our shepherd, everything is topsy-turvy. Losing becomes finding, crying becomes laughing, The last become first and the weak become strong. Instead of life being done in by death, in the end death is finally done in by life. If the Lord is our host at the great feast, then the sky is the limit. But there's plenty of work to be done down here anyway, God knows. To struggle each day, to walk in the paths of righteousness, is no pushover. And struggle we must, because just as we are fed like sheep in green pastures... We must also feed his sheep, which is every one of us. Jesus, our shepherd, tells us that. We must help bear each other's burdens. We must pray for each other. We must nourish each other, weep with each other, rejoice with each other. Sometimes we must just learn to leave each other alone. In short, we must love one another. For God, our shepherd, is love and the source of our deepest joy and our highest hope. So let us pray. Almighty God, our loving Shepherd, you created us for love and from love. In this time of fear, hold us close in your arms. Comfort those who are afraid. Give courage to those who are distressed. And warm those who are lonely. Breathe in and with and through us as we walk in times of uncertainty into a new future, knowing that you are always with us and will always be with us until the end. In the name of Christ our beloved we pray. Amen.